0: Listener, once again to another edition of Footy from the Foot, the podcast coming to you close to the home of football in San Diego, the Bluefoot neighborhood bar and lounge in the heart of San Diego's glittering North Park. I'm your co host, Paul Hutchinson, and I'm joined, as is customary right now, by the miracle of the internet, by the director of football at Bluefoot, Rodney Stiles. How are you doing, sir? I'm very well. How are you, Paul? I'm uh, yes, I'd, I'm, I'm bearing up. a <laughs> my oh, yeah. great voice. What do you think? I, I I liked it. I think uh, yeah, you should continue with it for the entire <laughs> entirety of the ending. So
1: <laughs> before we start, yes, I have a shout out for um, James James Freshwater, who was aghast last week on the FA Cup moments that we didn't mention. Keith Effin Houchin scoring in the 66 minute at Wembley against Spurs with
0: his diving header. I can't imagine why. <laughs> you didn't pick that, but um yeah. I think
1: more regards that you didn't bring it up to me. So
0: <laughs>
1: right. for you, I think, are, are needed right now. James. I think
0: you're right. Yeah, it was negligent of me again. This will go to review. Yeah, we'll see what 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 the review board um, make of that. Bit
1: of a VAR decision on Zoom.
0: It's yeah, we're not any sort of disciplinary action, and I don't really want to comment as there is a review going on uh, as we speak. So. <laughs> Do the regular really? We'll have yeah. some randomizer questions after the success of the new randomizer We'll continue with uh, with that. Our Mount Rushmore is uh, great shocks, results that were just not ac- uh, weren't uh, anticipated. Okay. And uh, yeah, we'll have a little bit of a roundup of all the different news that's happening, especially with Premier League about to uh, restart as well. So I think that should do- see us fine. We want you to get involved. Thank you to those people that have been giving us feedback, especially James as well. Yeah. Um, and Greg in recent, uh, recent weeks. Thank you. Uh, footy from the foot at gmail.com is our email address at footy from foot on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're on Spotify, iTunes, and Google play for all your previous podcasts. And our website is footy from the So just a few bits and pieces. I, I see that Tottenham um, had a positive Test for coronavirus this week. I don't know if there's been any more information released about that.
1: No, there's been no information, but I'd be amazed if it wasn't Sir Jaurier after he'd been done like three times for uh, breaking curfew rules. So. I'm hoping it's like the tea lady. Well, not the tea lady, because that would sound horrible, wouldn't it? But you know, she
0: probably deserved it, didn't she? You
1: know what? Yeah, she makes a shit pot at you, doesn't she? But no, it's. <laughs> I hope it's somebody innocuously. Because me, as soon as I mention it to Nicole, I go in my head, off. Oh, it's Harry Kane, isn't
0: it? You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: oh,
0: but we, we, we can dispense with a tea lady, no problem. Yeah,
1: so, yeah. yeah. I have really rotten as soon as I said that.
0: At least I let you get away with it. So that Thank was. I think the Liga has been put back a week. I thought that was meant to be happening this weekend, but um, I think it's the 13th of June now that they're going to start. Okay.
1: I didn't see that one, actually. Okay, interesting.
0: Um, cool. In Bundesliga, some really routine wins, wasn't it, this week? Oh. Uh, it feels like everyone's going through the motions a little bit in that league to me. I don't know. but Sancho-Hattrick, which was uh, fun. Russia Dortmund beat Paderborn 6-1 away from home. And then Bayern Munich beat Fortuna-Düsseldorf 5 nothing
1: that's the end of that, really. But Sancho looks... Oh, he looks good. I hope United don't get him.
0: <laughs> Maybe he'll stay another year. Maybe something... With, I, I don't know. He's only a young kid in team.
1: They just announced as well in the uh, Premier League that five substitutes are allowed. But yeah. you're only allowed to make them at three different parts of the game. That's right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I got a little confused with that. At first, I was like, how can you know when you... But yeah, I understand what they mean. <laughs> no, it took a while for me to... Uh, yeah. Right here.
0: It's to stop... At the end of the game where someone's up by one goal, slowing the game down by putting on five subs at a time. That's what it's uh, kind of guarding against. Don't usually touch on Danish football, but they've been doing some really fun things for the fans, haven't they? I don't know whether you saw a team called Haarhus, um, who play in the Danish Super League. They erected three great big giant screens really? on the touch lines and you could join a Zoom call and and be able to watch the game, all the faces of all the different supporters were kind of lined up along the, the, the side of the field, which I thought was pretty cool. And there's some, some really good photographs. That I'll uh, I'll link to some of them uh, in the show notes. But there's like some really miserable young lads kind of like <laughs> displeased with their uh, team's uh, performance. And they wrecked it as well an away end.
1: Brilliant. Yeah, love that idea.
0: The other thing as well, uh, again, in Danish football, they had a drive-in theatre to watch the games. Uh, I think that was uh, Midland. They had them all lined up. So socially distanced cars and you could watch from two great big screens um, the game that was happening in the stadium just next door to them. So I thought that was yeah. uh, an interesting way to go about things too. Whether that would work in the Premier League and the, the bigger leagues, I don't know. There's 2,000 parking spaces for that. Oh,
1: no, hey. I note like that as well, um, San Diego Spurs today put out that um, Tottenham are allowing all different flags to be put into the stadium and we're hopefully going to be sending a San Diego Spurs flag over to Nice. To Tottenham Stadium. So, yeah, that'll, that'll be fun yeah. if that comes up and we see ourselves, especially the first home fixture against Man United, having our flag up will be nice. That'd be lovely. That should be a really good game, actually. <laughs> so, yeah. if, there's, if there's no bars open, we should um, do a little Zoom or something to um, meet yeah. up and.
0: Definitely. No, I'd Mid-day. That, <laughs> yeah, should we uh, crank up the randomizer? Yeah. And see yeah. Uh, comes of that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's doing the job. So uh, (laughs) it's asking for question eleven controversial subject. Half and half scarves, yay or nay?
1: I have to say yay because my wife bought me one at the Roma Tottenham game.
0: (laughs) All right. Okay.
1: Yeah. I do have one in my possession, but yeah, I know. I don't see the problem with it, but I understand it as well as a nay. Fun for the young kids, maybe.
0: It's a souvenir more than anything. I don't think it's meant to yeah. be actually worn. I suspect that you've never actually worn that scarf, have you? Or... No. No. So,
1: But the other uh, thing is, I think if there's like a European game and you go to a city or something, it might be fun to have that, as you say, as a souvenir. Yeah. I would never get to Tottenham Liverpool one.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, let me. I, I have to confess <laughs> that I also have one. And this was, so this is a Bolton versus, have I got it the right way up? Oh, locomotive. Yeah. Locomotive Plovdiv of all people. Wow. So, That's a great one to have. I <laughs> love that. that yeah. The first home game in in European competition uh, for, for Bolton ever and they were a Bulgarian team. I mean, it was an absolutely miserable night and I just bought one on the way out because they were, they were kind of basically giving them away. But, you know, again, I've never won a thing but it's a nice little sort of memento. Yeah, for, for,
1: yeah, yeah totally. No, I totally get it for that. Yeah. Yeah. With 50-50. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the ones where I don't really get it is the Manchester United versus Manchester City or like United-Liverpool or something like that it seems a little bit weird but I'm not think you're going to wear one of those
1: Tottenham Chelsea oh god no no please <laughs> <laughs> you see there's marks halfway down the, the scarf We just the Tottenham bit left because I would have burned me other half you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so <laughs> that's it yeah it's kind of like it will sizzle away you're right yeah? I don't have the vitriol that some people have about those things at oh, all they serve a purpose I think indeed, yeah. Next one. 12. <laughs> um, what skill would you like to have named after you, like a Penenka or a Rabona? What skill, or lack like thereof, is more likely to be named after you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I always wanted a nutmeg to be named after me.
0: Rudders. <laughs> uh, in fact, I got, like, um, well, I'm truly really rotted on, uh, during the... We uh, were kicking a tennis ball about weren't we, the other day, so... <laughs> There
1: you go. Yeah, so that's the one I'd love to be named after me. So every time you did a nutmeg, it'd be a, instead of nuts, runners! <laughs>
0: it's a good one. I like it. What's, what's, uh, what's more likely to be uh, kind of named after you, would you say?
1: Oh, God, some hideous fucking, I don't know. What's more likely to be named after me?
0: <laughs> like slicing one into the stands, maybe? Or... Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. kicking. Yeah, like or, or like just a, a terrible back pass of so the keeper. Completely. <laughs> He's done a Rodney.
0: <laughs> Good. Yeah, I quite like the. Do you know when how you can like trap a ball with your backside in the ground? Like the ball comes over, and you can kind of like that. that I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I call that a hutch. Just kind of oh, like. Yeah, you yeah that, that I just do. You in the hutch. <laughs> yeah, but I think probably yeah a glaring miss would. Uh, I am useless in front of goal <laughs> or shepherding a defender into like an an area by the touchline, but never having actually put like put in a tackle, not near the goal. I think it was more likely to be something that's. Uh, <laughs> I would <Yeah>, <laughs> no, Now
1: you no. said that. Now you said that. I'm thinking of me because I'm terrible. At, I used to be a striker, but I terrible at heading the ball. No matter how much I tried, I would always close my eyes at like the last millisecond, and the, I, yeah, no control over the header. So yeah, <laughs> I think that would be more of a. Yeah, he's just had a Rodney header there, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it. Bang. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, that's probably the one that would be named after me. more likely.
0: There's, there's not many good things left, I don't suppose. I mean, once you've done your Penenka and uh, Rabona, so, I assume that they were named after people. Penenka's definitely a... The, yeah. The hit.
1: Uh, well, Lamella scored the Rabona goal. I don't know if you ever remember that from the Europa League. From outside the area, which, insane goal. Mm. Nobody really ever talks about that, but if it had been in the Champions League or something, I think it would have got a bit more prominence, but...
0: Yeah, well, I remember Lamella doing that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, quite yeah.
1: The balls to do that as well was kind of cool, but um,
0: yeah, quite the only good
1: thing he's ever done for us, I think. But uh, <laughs>
0: uh, next, okay, the randomizer has asked us to look at question fifteen, which is okay. A favourite book about football or football related. Yeah, there's well, there's a couple actually that I've, uh, I've enjoyed. There's obviously the Dam United, which is by David Peace about Clough's fateful few months at, uh, at Leeds United Um it's much it's much darker than the film but I think the, the actual film and the portrayal by Martin Sheen is a little lighter than what you uh, read in the book and um, I think that's why that the Clough family weren't particularly that impressed or weren't very hopeful of the film because right. the, the, it's very dark, it, it deals with sort of alcoholism and all sorts of things uh, right. within the book, and there's lots of flashbacks to kind of better days and, and maybe not, not so good days as well. But it's a, a very interesting read, certainly, you know. Um, David Peace yeah. himself is actually a like, super interesting writer,
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I I don't read that many. If I'm reading books, they're not normally sports-related or anything, but I do read autobiographies. So I have read Brian Club's autobiography, Kevin Keegan's, you know, people like that, Kevin Keegan's autobiography, Alex Ferguson's autobiography. They would be, yeah, the kind of football books I would read would be that sort of book, the autobiography book. I enjoyed the Fergie one. I enjoyed the Keegan one as well. It's just (laughs) interesting finding out where people came from and stuff like that. But, yeah, I I should read more sports-related books, but I don't.
0: Um, another kind of, like, fiction sort of stroke. Well, it's more autobiographical, I suppose. Um, Fever Pitch, Nick Hornby. Oh,
1: cool. Yeah, I've read Fever Pitch. Yeah, yeah great book. Yeah, well,
0: apart from uh, ask, the Arsenal. Some, some really interesting, uh, like, tactical books, which, on the face of it, sound pretty dry, but I really enjoyed Inverting the Pyramid. I got the audiobook for that, actually, um, by Jonathan Wilson. And it's kind of like an evolution of how uh, soccer tactics changed from all-out attack to... Um, like the different setups, like four four two and all this sort of mm-hmm. thing. So it's actually, I mean, it sounds really dry, but it's written in a very yeah interesting way, and yeah, uh, I would recommend that. Okay. And then a, a book that I'd had recommended to me by my friend uh, Doug, who it's called How Soccer Explains the World. It uh, gets into all sorts of things about rivalries and sort of tribalism and like how history can be also told through those sort of, sorts of factions and uh, it's uh, again really interesting read that yeah how, to, how soccer explains the world by franklin That's
1: oh, Yeah, that cool. my, my street a little bit
0: yeah
1: yeah i might check that
0: out should we move on to the uh, mount rushmore okay. for this week all right um so we've been looking at mount rushmore's uh, various different bits and pieces uh, last week we did the Mount Rushmore of FA Cup moments, and, and this week we're going to look at historic shocks—so results that just no one saw coming. Do you want to kick us off? Or
1: yeah, because I think I think one of the greatest games for a shock is always the opening game for a World Cup holder in the, yeah. in, in the next World Cup. So one I always want to bring was it Cameroon beating Argentina in 1990,
0: 1-0? Yeah, 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 absolutely.
1: I thought that was a yeah incredible shock, and Cameroon obviously went on to the quarterfinals where they were leading England for, for a short period of time. So were, yeah. Two penalties were given. But um, yeah. yeah, and I think that woke up the world to African football at that moment as well, in
0: 1990. But well, I
1: don't Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah they beat, so it was the first game of the 1990 World Cup. Cameroon had already had a man sent off when they went 1-0 up. It was like a header that actually didn't have a great deal like power behind it. It kind of just
1: fell over the line, didn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, the go, Pompidou kind of, like, kind of falls yeah. over the top of it and lets it through. I don't think he played after that, Pompidou. That was his last game. And, but then, like <laughs> Cameroon were absolutely brutal in some of their tackling. The, uh, the sight of Kanija kind of running down the, the right wing there, kind of like <laughs> invading like, tackles, like, like neck-high tackles. And then, yeah, because yeah. so they eventually get, go down to like nine men, don't they, uh, Cameroon? Yeah. Uh, but hang on to, for the, uh, like like a really famous win, wasn't it? And no one gave was them it, a prayer.
1: Totally. And was it the Cameroon when the free kicks about, it? I don't think it was that game, but the opposing team about to take a free kick and the Cameroon player breaks on the wall and just boots the ball. Do you remember that
0: clip? I do, yeah. That, I think that's Zaire. Uh, uh, that uh, oh. It was Zaire. Which people are, like cite as a, a thing where, like, Wow, they don't even know the rules of football or this kind of thing. But it's actually um, there, there was a really interesting podcast I listened to about the, the sort of the background of all of that, and they right. were you know, under absolutely unbelievable pressure to actually like do well and 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 especially oh, in that game. Right. And so I think it was the pressure just got to the, one of the players in particular who kind of just saw right. the ball and like. Just smashed it as far as he possibly could away from their goal. So yeah, it's a really there's a lot more nuance to all of that than uh, I think.
1: That's really uh, interesting. Okay, yeah. that, that that makes a lot of sense then, because I never. Understood, I mean, you uh, you know, but, it always made me giggle because the guy got a book in and he was like, "What?" Wow.
0: <laughs> and I just it's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely, I think yeah. it's just like you know, brain fart kind of thing. But okay, yeah. because of the, the pressure that they'd been put under by the sort of the government to kind of do well. Uh, what again, like World Cups, and um, England. Uh, In 1950, went to, I think it was in Brazil, it must have been Brazil, but yeah, 1950 uh, World Cup. I think it was the first one that England had taken seriously, actually went to to it. It was a great team, it was like Tom Finney was involved in that team, Billy Wright, they were expected to do really well, and they got beat to essentially a whole bunch of amateurs uh, in the USA, and uh, yeah, they won 1-0, and... Because it was such a, like, you know, communication wasn't what it was, um, or as it is now, they thought that the wire that they'd received about the result was a typo. So they, they were expecting it to be, like, 10 nil like, England, and, like, they couldn't believe that it was 1-0 USA. I think it was some kind of, like, like a Haitian dishwasher was the score of the goal. I think it was a scruffy one. Yeah, and England absolutely battered them that day, but um, they weren't able to score. So, yeah, the USA yeah.
1: We all know that, we all know that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> well, I'd like to bring up Wigan FA Cup, Man City. I think we spoke about it last yeah. week. That's definitely a huge shock because they got relegated that season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty got completely on fire,
0: and um, Ben Watson scored a pretty late goal, if I remember correctly. Oh,
1: last, last, last seconds of the game. Yeah, header from a corner.
0: Yeah, that's right. Because it was looking like it was going to go into extra time, and then uh, yeah, they popped up with a goal, which was amazing. Because I think City had been all over him. In, in honesty, I think, hadn't they, that day. But oh, uh, totally. yeah. I
1: think this all- kid as well missed most of the season with a broken leg. If I'm right in thinking as well, Watson, which was right. quite a long nice story. Him coming back and um, yeah, I mean, a very. A very um, unexpected winner.
0: The final one I thought about, and we've talked about it once or twice before, I think, the England-Iceland game in the 2016 Euros yeah. in the round of uh, 16. I'll remember it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Just how unbelievably desperate we were that day. That second half like, remains like the, the most disheartening performance I've ever seen an England team put up. Awful. The ball was just bouncing off people like oh, Wayne Rooney couldn't trap the ball. No. It, like it just no one could place it just the simplest of passes. And it's just the, the again the, the pressure just got to everybody, didn't it really?
1: They don't uh, even have a professional league. Well they didn't at that time in Iceland. So it was an incredibly yeah. Incredibly low moment for English football. And it's not being oh we're better than you, but no but yes we should be better than you. Play. I mean, you don't mind losing a game if you actually turn up on the day. But we were in the doldrums anyway, and that's what I meant going into it.
0: And, yeah. We didn't wow. know what side was. I mean, we had Harry Kane taking what? corners, didn't we? Oh, do
1: you remember that?
0: It yeah.
1: Ridiculous, man. Oh. Yeah, awful. I, you know, let me, there was Roy Hodgson as well, wasn't it, as manager? Roy Hodgson, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, God, these were dark days as England. I mean,
0: come <laughs> on. <laughs> He always felt like a stopgap, didn't he? Like for the, Ugh. he had he was there was three tournaments we had him as, as manager. Can you believe?
1: Unbelievable. Remember?
0: Yeah. The, the first one was where he'd just been brought in, yeah. like once before the start of the tournament, and so we we had like Scott Parker and, and Gerard in the centre of midfield and just like running around like idiots, weren't we? Yeah. To Italy on pens, but yeah. then we had the horrible World Cup uh, in Brazil where we where oh. we didn't didn't win a game, oh, which is horrible. And then we had that kind of performance against Iceland, didn't we? I I remember he had um, a press conference into the other day where he handed his notice in and said, "Yeah, I'm not going to do this anymore." And but then, like, was annoyed that he had to face the press about. He's like, Uh, "Well, you know, I don't know what I'm doing here, really. You know, uh, just like face up, mate. You're absolutely, desperately bad. Like the tactics were awful." I've
1: no problem with Roy Hodgson being at Palace. I think he does an okay job down there, but. I yeah. would not want to play for that man. I tell you.
0: Well, that's—I mean, it was very much the system, wasn't it? But nobody actually understood what the system was. It seemed sure. to me and like there was no like uh, cause for creativity. I don't think so.
1: Horrible, horrible yeah. times. You put me in a really bad mood now. And on that <laughs> note, I'm I'm going to have a pee break and come back happy. Yeah.
0: One second, excuse <laughs> me.
1: Good. <laughs> back to um, another yeah. shock for me, which shouldn't be in the Mount Rushmore, but the one that really got me as a Tottenham fan was the bloody. I forget what year it was the year my father passed. It was ten years ago. What are we? I think it was nineteen no two thousand and eight when Spurs going to the FA Cup semi-final against Portsmouth and we lost two nil. Oh yeah. And yeah, that yeah. was a rough one for me. I I, I assumed we were gonna win the FA Cup. We cling on to anything as a soccer fan, don't we? A football fan. And we we stepped out against Portsmouth. He <laughs> lost two nil. I I was like and I, yeah, I lost the plot that night. Actually, I got the lowest I think I've ever been.
0: <laughs> yeah, because that was a that was an awful final as well. Portsmouth, Cardiff, was it? Was that the the, the final like, eventually?
1: Something like that, because Portsmouth won the cup, didn't? No, Portsmouth didn't win the cup that year. No, they did.
0: No, they won. They, they won the cup that year. But I think they beat Cardiff. I mean, I don't think right. even the players' mothers were bothered about that final, were they? That, that oh, was desperate. God. So, no, yeah. I,
1: I was I was so pissed with my team at that time. It was like. <laughs> wow! Wow! But yeah, yeah, you can take ever results on the chin a little bit, as, as you say, when you play well, but to lose games like that, it's it's unforgivable. Yeah, well,
0: yeah. I mean, it's not a, not a shock particularly, but like it's also like relevant to the semi-final, like losing the semi-final, like Bolton getting beat to Stoke five 0 like getting absolutely stuffed by Stoke. It, that takes a lot of <laughs> coming back from that. God.
1: Yeah, it's like, you know, it's harder to do that, I think, than to win the game sometimes,
0: isn't it? I mean, 5 0 against Bleeding Stoke, for goodness sake. I
1: hate yeah. semi finals as well. I think Spurs have like lost like eight or nine in a row in the FA Cup now. The eight or nine we've been in. And. Yeah. It just destroys me. It's like I'd rather just go out, you know what I mean?
0: It's like a, <laughs> with a whimper. Yeah. No, not just
1: keep getting to this and you get all excited, don't you? Ooh, here we go. And then you no know, oh, <laughs> Well think of Wolves as well, talking about James earlier, James Freshwater. Wolves were so close to beating Watford a couple of years ago. I think he was yeah. at the game and Watford scored oh my
0: god. Yeah. And then And then they I mean, mean they didn't short, did they, Was it six nil? They got beaten.
1: That was a terrible cup final.
0: Yeah, really bad.
1: I mean, great for a City fan, but yeah. I think if Wolves had got there, it would have been a great game.
0: I think you're right. Definitely. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm certainly wouldn't got a roll 6-0 anyway. But, uh, all right, we'll call it cool. a day there. Um, so we had uh, Cameron versus Argentina in the 1990 World Cup. England versus the USA in the 1950 World Cup. Uh, England... Iceland um, in the 2016 Euros and uh, Man City getting beat to Wigan um, in the FA Cup final that one year I forget what year it is actually but anyway yeah that's homework for everybody yeah we'll move on to any other business then so did you manage to uh, watch any more of the United Passions thing? No,
1: no, uh, I got to the uh, minute of 22, I believe, why I turned it off.
0: It's bad, isn't it? The
1: costumes and everything, the settings, are wonderfully done.
0: Money been thrown at it. I mean, the production is is fantastic. Yeah. It's all like period stuff. I've I've calmed down somewhat after watching it. I watched it on uh, Memorial Day. It just shows the attitude that FIFA had then and probably continue to have of what they consider themselves to be. They consider themselves to be like this guardian of the sport and that everything that they do... Is for the, the the greater good of it all. Some actual quotes from the the movie. Blatter is famous for finding money. Is an actual quote from the film. Like just absolutely no kind of self awareness whatsoever in this thing. FIFA is poor, but yeah. we would never sell our greatest asset. We're talking about the the World Cup. Mm. It's oh, my goodness me. Like even the the first World Cup held in Uruguay, they don't see as it being. But it's astonishing the kind of total lack of self-awareness in this this movie. I keep banging on about how skint FIFA are. Everything they do seems to be really dodgy. That they kind of have um, discussions with people on the side, like roadside cafes in like the middle of Adidas. Show up with like a boot full of like kitten and and footballs and, and everything just seems super dodgy. All the English characters, by the way, as well. They are mustache twirling like xenophobes, and yeah. uh, may very well have been the case, but dick dastardly in their kind of like portrayal of how the, the English go about things, astonishing. I don't know whether to urge people to watch it, but it definitely does give you a little insight into how they disregard they have for uh, for the football fan. If they, they think that this is a, I mean, spoiler alert, the the final scene is Sepp blatter being re-elected as the FIFA president as though that was a good thing like we should be absolutely delighted by the the result of the that election it's so tone- deaf it's ridiculous and he I actually had to watch the Andrew Jennings panorama documentary as a chaser after that just to kind of like yeah FIFA are a terrible mob and so <laughs> and uh, yeah here's something to prove it so okay. uh, to quell your
1: um oh, rage. Honestly,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, rant over. I don't often <laughs> rant. Trivia night. We've been doing some sort of little specials just recently. We did a Champions League special on Saturday, and this weekend we're going to do a, a EPL and La Liga tie-in. So Marissa, Paul Brown, and I will be online on Saturday at seven o'clock. People were playing from the actual Shakespeare pub. Um, I was going
1: to say, did anybody like one of you three go down to the Shakespeare's? Because I think Paul was like thinking of going. Did he go down?
0: He did, yeah. We had a, a few sort of technical issues with his sound down there, but it was kind of fun to hear the people playing it at the bar as Marissa and I were doing it from home. So, yeah, it was fun and great to see everybody uh, getting involved in that.
1: I've enjoyed this break, though, I have to say, because now I'm starting to get nervous again about it all coming back.
0: I think this time next week, when we do the podcast, we'll actually have some football to... Uh, Preview, I think, in the Premier League, were not we? Like the two midweek games, actual football from the Premier League, and, and involving clubs that uh, watch their games at Bluefoot with the uh, Bluefoot Derby, <laughs> Bluefoot Derby. In, in actual fact, yes, that's quite true. Yeah, oh, yeah. there you go. There you but, go. Uh, yeah, maybe we should uh, talk to uh, somebody about organising a, a Zoom thing or whatever. So.
1: Yeah, I'll get in touch with Christy if you want to get in touch with Marissa because you'll be speaking to her Saturday. Maybe cool. you could like do the Arsenal side. I'll do the Man City side. Okay.
0: You, you sure. You don't. You don't want the Arsenal side now? You sure? No, 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 no. I'm good, mate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been locked away that long, my friend. I'm not that
0: man I
1: haven't got to the Tom Hanks speaking to a fucking
0: volleyball yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Good. I, I'm, I'm glad that I'm your Wilson. That's good. Thank like, yeah, you.
1: Know, makes me smart.
0: happy. Excellent. All right, we'll 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 round off there. Uh, yeah, getting into yep. contact, um, especially about uh, shocks that we've missed. You know, we're, we're, we're always bad about haven't. missing something obvious. So let us know. Footy from the Foot at gmail.com and at Footy from Foot on uh, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And uh, yeah, let us know if there's any kind of suggestions for future talking points as well. So uh, yeah, because... I'm uh, I'm, I'm always struggling to come come up with those sorts of things. So, yeah, let let us know. Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play for previous podcasts. Tell some friends. Thanks for those that have already rated and reviewed and subscribed. Thanks to uh, all those people that have done that so far as well. Thank you.
1: Uh, um, Can I give uh, Kuhn a shout-out as well? It was his 50th birthday this week. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: So, so, yeah, happy birthday, Kuhn. Yay, happy birthday indeed. Thank you to my pal David Sankster for the theme tune and the outro that you're about to hear. Give a follow on at 1 in 20 Parkinson's. Show your appreciation. If you're missing your bartender, you can tip virtually on Bluefoot's website, which is bluefootbar.com. Um, and you can also get your t shirts from there too, which all proceeds go to the servers um, at Bluefoot. And um, I think that'll do it. Yeah, thank you, dear listener. And uh, yeah, let's do this again next Thursday. Bye bye. <laughs> Yay.